best friends, new and old, I present to you the Wombat Band. Wombats, terrible at musical instruments. Great at a party. This is Wombat Party. Welcome to Wombat Party. This is a podcast where we get our friends to podcast about whatever they want. Today, we are going to have some fun and get pretty deep with some tarot card readings. And I'm going to throw this over to our guests shortly to discuss what that is or what this means. But I'd like to introduce first our guests. First, we have Sergio. Sergio, how are you doing today? Hey, I am good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. We also have with us Alicia. Alicia, how is your day going? My day is going well. It's the second day on a new job. Um, Mostly I just sit around because it's remote and wait for them to talk to me. It's great. Oh, so well, now you get to talk to a lot more people tonight. Yes, very exciting. Uh, And we get to talk about people too, which is also very fun. And so we have our next guest. It's Taylor. Hello, Taylor. Hey. Taylor, what are you excited about when it comes to the tarot cards tonight? Um, I think it's the fact that I've never done it before. I like to do things that I've never done before. So that's probably the most exciting part. Sergio, how are you feeling tonight about the tarot cards? I'm good. I'm excited to do some readings with you guys. What kind of thought went into selecting the deck you'll be using tonight? Not a lot, because I have three next to me, because I couldn't narrow it down to one. But uh, just I just picked the ones that I get along with the best, ones I can read easily. And I think we'll talk about what that means in a sec. Yeah, so I'm just wondering if you can tell everyone a little bit about tarot cards. And am I even saying it correctly? That's my first question. Uh, I hope so, because that's how I say it too. So, tarot cards. And so can you give a, a beginner's type explanation of what they are and how, you know, how they're helpful to some people? Yeah. Um, so basically, they're just like a tool for divination. They've been around for years. And um, just I this um, for me, I am a big fantasy nerd and, and books like that. So uh, they got my attention because they're like magic in the real world. And so I just started researching them, and I bought myself a Game of Thrones deck to give it a try. And um, I just got a really good feeling about it. Like, uh, the way I view them is just like therapy in a deck of cards. That's really interesting, therapy in a deck of cards. So what can people get out of a tarot reading? I think one thing I love about tarot cards is how blunt they are. Like, um, let's just say, like... Take you're at work, for example, and somebody says, hey, how are you? And you just automatically respond with, I'm good, because nobody's actually addressing any real any real stuff. But with the tarot cards, they're like, hey, why don't you value yourself? And it's like, oh, why don't I value myself? 
Ah, that's fair. And those those are very pointed questions. I was wondering if Alicia and Taylor, if you have any experience with tarot cards. I have not had any experience, so I'm just curious to hear from you two. Alicia? Um, I have had exactly one tarot card reading experience. Um, this was New Year's Eve. Well, I guess New Year's Eve, the eve of 2020 New Year's. So it would have been January 31st, 2019. Um, all of my friends had gone back home um, for the holidays, but my one friend and I decided to spend New Year's Eve together. Um, and at like the little speakeasy bar that we were at, they had tarot card readings. So we were sitting there nerding out, like drinking and playing code names with just two people and like trying to convince people around us to play board games with us. And they wouldn't because we we're these weird people asking them if they would play board games with them. Um, but neither of us had done a tarot card reading before. And so the lady was there. We asked her how much it cost. We waited in line. It was $5 per person, which is really not a lot, but we just felt like let's just share a tarot card reading. And so instead of each doing it, we just had one person do it for both of us at the same time. And the question we asked was like how the year would go. And she basically implied that there was unresolved tension between the two of us that would result in um, us getting together. The problem being, this is my good friend that I was not dating, um, and he's in a long-term relationship with someone that I also really enjoy as a person, and so that was a little bit uncomfortable. So that's how I spent New Year's Eve. Um, proud to report, a year later, they're still together. We're all still friends. Um, this tarot reading did not come true. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that's my tarot card reading experience. So Taylor, you mentioned that you're new to tarot cards, but I wondered what has you interested or intrigued about them? Um, I would say it's become like a recent trend. I've seen it a lot um, in different places, but also just the idea of like kind of predicting the future in a sense. And I would say that interests me. Maybe it'll get my mind towards a certain goal. Who knows? But I'm definitely intrigued by the mystery of it. Yeah, I would say for myself, after I learned about Sergio's hobby um, in, you know, consulting tarot card decks, I thought it was really interesting because it's really about getting to know yourself and asking questions that are very much like open, open ended. And for me, it was like a thought experiment or a thought exercise and really thinking more deeply about what's going on around me, um, what my future could hold, what happened in the past. So I think this is really interesting. So how today's podcast is going to work is that we have requested our friends and listeners to submit questions specifically worded for tarot cards and we'll have each person ask their question through a voicemail. And I will show Sergio, Taylor, and Alicia a photo of each person. And that will help us get to know the person a little better. So the first person we are going to discuss today is Jack. And here is his question. Hello, hello, what's going on? Uh, my name's Jack, and my tarot question is, how can I become more independent and self-sufficient in my life? And uh, basically just like a little backstory, like, you know, uh, working not a ton, um, 
shout out COVID, obviously, but uh, just in general beforehand, uh, I, you know, still living at home. Uh, I basically feel like I'm not able currently to kind of live my life to the fullest extent that I would like to. And I want to be more independent and and self-sufficient, as the question says, and, um, you know, hopefully be able to get there. So let's uh, let's see what the cards have to say about it. Let's look at Jack's photo. Taylor, can you describe Jack's photo to the listeners, please? Yeah, so Jack seems to be sitting down in what looks like a sports bar, some sort of like barish pub restaurant, arms crossed with a little smirk on his face. Um, yeah. Anything else I should add? What do you think he's feeling in this photo? He looks like he's wondering why the person is taking a photo of them. Of him. <laughs> That's what it looks like. And you know Jack, so what? How would how would you describe Jack? Jack's a very like quirky, fun person. Um, I definitely get this the vibe from his photo um, of his personality, like. He's not smiling. He's, like, smirking. I don't know what what else to say. (laughs) What about you, Alicia? What do you think about Jack here? I think he's smizing. He's definitely smiling with the eyes. Um, I'll agree he's a little bit more on the smirk side than a full-on smile here. But he looks like he's enjoying himself. Yeah. And um, what can you tell the listeners about Jack? Um. Jack's voice is the future of sports broadcasting. You heard it here first. Maybe not first, but um, (laughs) Jack's really um, fun and open. um, And like he said in his voice memo, um, looking to see what the future holds for him as far as work and like where he should be next in life. um, Definitely something that we're all feeling in COVID times and can relate to. Um, Yeah. Jack's great. (laughs) Uh, Sergio, just wondering uh, if you could do your thing. Let us know what that thing is. Take us through your process for Jack's reading here. All right. So uh, first thing I did uh, while he was asking his question was I uh, I looked over at my decks to see which one would fit well, what he's asking. And just from the vibe I got from his picture, his question was talking about uh, feeling a little bit unfulfilled and uh, sort of wanting more. And that's kind of what I associate with fairy tales a lot. So I have this fairy tale deck. It's called the Tarot of the Divine, and it, it was created by Yoshi, Yoshi Tani, but uh, it just came out a couple months ago, and as soon as I saw it, I connected to it immediately and bought it. It's so pretty. I love the artwork on that. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite um, aesthetics-wise, and uh, like I said, it's every card is based off of a fairy tale from a different country. Oh, wow. You can learn a lot from this deck. Oh, yeah. And there's also another guidebook that you can buy separately that just tells you each and every fairy tale. A 44-page guidebook that illuminates how these fables support traditional tarot imagery and themes. Yeah. So um, then the next thing is deciding uh, what spread to do. Uh, Spreads are like what way you're going to be laying out the cards in. And uh, there's different spreads for different questions, but then there's like basic spreads that uh, can uh, you can use for any question. 
So uh, I decided to use a simple three card one. Um, the positions of the cards won't mean anything. It's just three cards and you'll use those three cards to get an answer. So uh, Karen, do you have, uh, could you read the question again? And I'll start shuffling these cards. Great. Hello, hello, what's going on? Uh, my name's Jack and my tarot question is how can I become more independent and self-sufficient in my life? And uh, basically just like a little backstory, like, you know, uh, working not a ton, um, shout out COVID obviously, but uh, just in general beforehand, uh, I, you know, still living at home. Uh, I basically feel like I'm not able currently to kind of live my life to the fullest extent that I would like to. And I want to be more independent and and self-sufficient as the question says and um you know hopefully be able to get there so let's uh let's see what the cards have to say about it Alrighty. so i've shuffled up this deck of cards usually uh since uh this is kind of a hobby i only ever done readings uh in person so usually i give the deck to whoever i'm reading for them to shuffle a couple times but since um this is virtual you can't do that so just you're gonna shuffle it cut it and then lay out three cards. Um, different tarot readers uh, have different, how do you say that? Uh, they draw cards from different parts of the deck, from the middle, from the bottom, so depending on how, how they feel it out. Uh, for me, I've always just drawn from the top. Okay, so uh, we got the Ten of Cups, Ace of Swords, and Six of, and six of Swords. All right, so uh, I'm going to just start from left to right. Uh, Ten of Cups. Um, the Cups are one of the four suits uh, in, in the tarot deck. Cups are usually all about emotion. With the Ten of Cups here, let me actually grab the fairy tale so I can go, the fairy tale name so I can, because this is actually one I know. I just forgot the name. Ten of Cups, Julianar the Seaborn, and it's a Persian Arabic folktale. It's just the Ten of Cups represents two emotion and spiritual fulfillment. After many hard trials, Julia finds a happy, loving husband and has a child. Her brother rises from the sea, which often represents the subconscious to congratulate her and celebrate her newfound life. And I'm not going to do that for every card. I just wanted to show you guys a bit about the deck and how the information is given to you. Nice. Okay, so just some key takeaways from this card are Harmony, reunion, security, domestic bliss, and found family. And um, uh, tens are usually about feeling whole as well. And um, I'm going to keep going and then put, put all this together at the end. Uh, in the middle, we have the Ace of Swords. Uh, swords, um, to me, they're all about like internal battles, like uh, fights with like depression or just like... Um, intellect and sometimes overthinking things like that for me is what uh the swords represent in this deck and the ace of swords uh aces are about beginnings and if an ace uh comes up in your tarot reading uh it means you really need to focus on on, on that and if there's more than one then that's an even bigger deal i feel like this spread uh definitely lines up with jack yes <laughs> that's uh that's another thing i love about uh tarot cards is like when i read people on there like that actually makes a lot of sense so uh you said the ace means beginnings and the 10 means 
uh, creating holes. Is that what holes, making things become whole? Um, Does that mean (laughs) creating holes? Good one. Um, (laughs) Does that mean that? (laughs) Does that mean every number um, goes numerically, becoming increasingly whole? Or is that just like one in 10 just happen to be symbolic for that? They they really um, specify that about the ones and tens, and basically two through nine are just a journey there. So yeah, basically what you were saying. <laughs> okay, so like one and ten are especially special, but then two through nine yes. also have their own parts. Yeah, they also it. have their own their own thing, but um, just the way I see them, they're like they're just uh, different emotions along the same the journey to get to to ten, mm. basically. Gotcha. I was going to ask if you had any initial impressions as to how this relates to Jack in his question. Definitely. With like the Ten of Cups, I can see about feeling whole. We have the Ace of Swords here, which uh, upright would be like new projects, choose uh, creative thinking and clarity. But the the, the issue is uh, for him, the card actually showed up reverse. And what that means, it's like the inverse of those thoughts. So it's like lack of communication, misinformation and confusion so oh, that's interesting because i was wondering about that and we'll post a photo on our site is that you spread the cards out and some of them were right side up where i could see the card oriented you know like top to bottom whereas two, the other two cards were upside down where the image was like the the top was on the bottom and the bottom was on top um, that those are called reversals. Uh, some people don't read with like uh, the the tarot deck already comes with enough negative cards. But um, I found for me, the reverse meaning usually I connect m- more to it, so I read with them. So some people just flip the cards over, like if they popped up upright. For me, I uh, I take them to mean something different when they're in reverse. And does the order matter? Um, right, we're starting with a ten. So usually the order, uh, for different kinds of spreads, the order would matter, but I just picked a random three one. So, um, yeah, like, uh, no, I would have even put them in a circle if I wasn't going to take a picture. But, gotcha. Yeah. All right. And lastly, we have uh, the Six of Swords, which is beginning a journey. But uh, for him, it is reversed. So, so what, is so that what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> feeling, <laughs> uh, feeling trapped, instability, abuse, unresolved issues. Like, I feel like the cards uh, are responding a little bit to how Jack's feeling. So what can Jack do? That is the question. I think one thing uh, Jack needs to work on is, so uh, the Ace of Swords reverse is the lack of communication. With Aces, I just feel like it's a little bit internal and connecting with himself. And also with uh, Ten of Cups, it's about feeling whole, but uh, this card, Ten of Cups in particular, is about uh, bringing together family. Well, Jack does live with his family. Yeah. And so that's really interesting. I would, I'd be interested to know what Jack, um, if he had any impressions and how it related to his question. But in terms of communication, like this, the, is it Ace of Swords? Yes. Um, so could it be something like really being, looking within and maybe figuring out or asking himself what is it that he wants or what goals he would like to set? Yes. <laughs> if I was a little bit more well-spoken, I would have gotten there quicker. Uh, yeah. uh, that's exactly what I'm seeing from his cards. And um, 
his inability to do that, it's what's keeping him from continuing on his journey, which is why the Six of Swords Upright is about going on that journey. Uh, but reverse, uh, there's something stopping him. Okay, so Taylor, what are some things you have done that have successfully helped you get certain projects or goals started? Um, I, I'm a big fan of writing things out and like physically crossing them off when I've done them. Um, it just helps me keep accountable for myself. Um, and I guess my mindset, I would say as well, like I was somebody that graduated university early just because I wanted to get it done and that in itself motivated me. Um, so yeah, I think going through with those motivations for yourself and always reminding yourself, writing stuff down, crossing stuff off, um, that physically doing things, that's what helped me. Alicia, any thoughts on some things that you have done that could maybe help Jack or anyone else who's feeling sort of the same way? Hmm. Uh, responding to what Taylor said, I think for me, list writing is definitely a good starting place. Like I have a tendency to have a lot of thoughts running through my head and without writing them down, like it can be sometimes hard to go to sleep at night with a bunch of racing thoughts. So I think that's a good starting point for me. Um, but furthermore, I generally need more like external accountability. Um, so that tends to come in the forms of telling all the people in my life repeatedly that I'm going to do something by a certain time <laughs> such that they can positively shame me into doing those things simply by asking me about how it's going. Um, so it doesn't just become like a figment of my own imagination, but something that I'm saying I'm going to do um, to put it in today's colloquial colloquialisms. Um, manifesting. <laughs> um, and then I think even further than that, finding people who want to do those similar things. Um, so if it's applying to new jobs, um, I had this bet with my friend um, in November of last year that we were both going to apply to five compelling jobs by the end of the month. Um, and I don't think I actually completed all five, but one of the jobs that I did to apply to at that time um, is the one that I'm now. So just like finding someone to complain with along the way or that you know is going to do something with you um, really helps me. Um, and I do the same thing with like non-professional things like waking up early and going for a bike ride. Um, I'm like 100% more likely to do it if I told my friend that I would do it with her. So yeah. Uh, can I ask another question about Jack? Uh... Did he recently have to move back in, back with his family, or has he just always lived with his family? Um, I believe he moved back with his family after college. Uh, he went to college in the D.C. area and then moved back to the Boston area. Okay. Um, so another thing about these cards right now is, like, the Ten of Cups is really about uh, in, uh, taking the time to enjoy those family moments. And... Um, and with the reversal of the Six of Swords, it, it is a, about going on a journey, but reverse, uh, it just means he's resisting that journey. And I think um, that uh, that is um, affecting his thoughts and affecting uh, his ability to move forward. This is why the Ace of Swords is reverse. He's internalizing uh, it as in like, I'm not supposed to be here and he's like fighting against it. And I think if you just took some time to <laughs> appreciate uh, where he's at, 
uh, he'll, he'll be able to move forward. I think one other thing is being really honest with yourself about what the barriers are to you even sitting down and writing out your goals. And I love that Alicia mentioned about making these goals time sensitive. So I don't know if anyone has heard of SMART goals, but it's really popular. So making specific, uh, measurable, attainable, uh, what does R stand for? I can't remember, <laughs> but time and time sensitive, time sensitive goals. So realistic. making sure that realistic, yes, R making sure you're, you're making yeah. realistic goals. Yes. And, and you can, you know, once you attain a, like a really, a really easy or realistic goal, you can always adjust and make the goal bigger. Right. So, um, I think looking into smart goals might also be helpful, um, in making sure you word the goals, your goals, such that there's a short-term outcome that you can appreciate. Is there anything else anyone wants to say before we move on to the next person? Best of luck to Jack this year. <laughs> or actually, are these cards relevant to this year specifically? Is that how that works? Because this question was phrased about that? Or no? Uh, yes, actually. Okay. All right. So let's visit John John. And I'll tell you a little bit about John John. John John is a very kind, friendly person who he's super generous. You know, when he goes to the Philippines, he comes back with gifts for his friends and likes playing games. Like he's done the Sims and named the characters in his Sims game after people that he likes or that he knows. You know, he loves being involved with people. And so that's a little bit about John John. Um, I don't think John John has ever said or anything, done anything uh, intentionally negative to anyone. He's a super sweet guy. So um, let's hear from John John. Hi, this is John John. Um, I'm just trying to find out what age do you think I'll be married and I don't know if you guys can help me in finding love because I really, I don't know, I, a lot of people know I'm nice and everything and, you know, thoughtful and, you know, all that good stuff, but, but I'm having a hard time just, you know, just finding a girlfriend and maybe just, you know, someone to, you know, be with for the rest of my life. So I don't know if the tarot card can help me, but hopefully it can. So let me know to see what what happens and hopefully you guys, hopefully this person can help me. So thank you guys so much. I'll describe John John's photo. John John has shared a photo with us of him at a wedding and he's got a very clean haircut and nice uh corsage on his on his coat there and he's giving he's smizing too through his glasses and he looks up like he's having a good time so that's john john i like john john's message it's very sweet i can yeah. relate I'm excited to see what the cards say for him. Mm -hmm. So I, I decided just to keep going with the fairy tale deck. Uh, just because some of the other ones I have next to me are a little darker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, well, not dark. I have a Game of Thrones deck next to me. I don't know how mm -hmm. John John feels about Game of Thrones. 
Fair. I know I get this question a lot just among my friends about love. Okay, so we have the lovers, which is always a good sign when you're doing a reading about love. <laughs> the magicians, the magician, and uh, the six of wands. So um, right off the top of my head, I know the lovers is uh, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, the magician is about uh, Cinderella's fairy godmother. And let me look up Six of Wands real quick. This is Yenega. Uh, she is a mossy legend. Let's see. I'm just going to read uh, the description for card. The Six of Wands represents victory and success. A warrior princess, Yenega, is her father's most prized fighter. Her skill is so great. He never wishes to part with her, but she rebels. She seeks her own path and recognition for her deeds. And uh, her card's about victory, praise, achievement, reward, and fame. Uh, all right, so let's just start with the Six of Wands. Uh, wands are um, about energy. I associate them a lot with like emotions. When they come up in a reading, they're really about like taking action and about your ambitions. The Magician, they're known as the Magician because it's really about Commanding all the elements in the tarot deck. So we have wands, which are about like emotions and uh, energies. Uh, we have cups, which is about emotion. Pentacles, which is about the body and uh, really connecting to the earth. And swords, which is about the mind. And the magician just shows he's well balanced in all four. And then the lovers, uh, while it can be about love, it's also about finding a, a balance in life. So I'm not completely off book. So sometimes I do have to reference a couple things. You guys want to talk a little bit about the cards while I do that? Sure. Just like what you see in them? Yeah. Yeah. Alicia, I'll let you go ahead. So there's like numbers at the top of some of these. Um, so the Six of Wands doesn't have a number. I don't think any of the previous cards that we looked at for Jack had numbers either at the top. Um, so the Magician has the one and the Lovers has the six. Yes. Uh, so these are the major arcana. arcana. Like the death card is probably the most famous tarot card. The death card. Uh, there's also the devil, the star, the moon, the sun. All these cards are known as the major arcana, which is about 26 cards, I think. And um, like usually when they appear, they really uh, they control the narrative or whatever that reading is, which is why uh, the lover is popping up as a good sign about this. Mm. So you're saying the cards that have these are. Uh more core to the story um, yes yes they're like a big deal when they pop up wow john john has two of them pop up yes so with these numbers showing up does that mean that this is like a significant um topic in his life coming up is that what that means yes okay so can we draw from that that there's like a good chance that his question could be answered soon in his journey to find love? Um, for me, when looking at these cards, I think it's more about what he can do. Okay. Kind of get the vibe of like him putting himself out there and not worrying about his, what's going on in his head and how nerve-wracking it can be, but just to just go for it and put himself out there. That's kind of what I interpret in that description, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like taking charge. Mm -hmm. It was pretty cool that the lovers got pulled for a question about love. Like, what are the chances of that? Pretty slim. Right? Like I, I said, I've had a lot of love uh, questions about love, and that's the first time the lovers has popped up for me. So. Oh, wow. 
Wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> this is not rigged. <laughs> no. All right. So, like, the lovers, uh, when, like, you're asking questions about love and relationship, the lovers card uh, is a welcome sight. However, I did show up upside down, which I forgot because I flipped it. Right? Mm-hmm. It is upside down. Oh, God. So, it's reversed. It's sometimes a fear of commitment that's being indicated. Can you say that again or tell us what that means? Sometimes um, it's just a, a fear of commitment may also be indicated when uh, the lovers is reversed. So it's like it's likely just telling you to um, some introspection on your part. Make sure you're honest with yourself about your fears as well as your desires when it comes to love. For me, this card is telling him to look inside and uh, kind of see what he's really looking for. I know he's talking about love, but like that can show up all different kinds of ways. Um, the magician is also about uh, finding uh, a balance, and with this, the magician is the fairy godmother. And it's like for me, when I see this card, is that he he needs to remind himself that everything he needs is within him. So, like in in uh, the the story of Cinderella, you know, the fairy godmother does show up and she does give Cinderella all these gifts and everything. But at the end of the day, Cinderella is the one that gets a man, right? Because because of who she is, not because of everything she had on her. Mm-hmm. It's like even like there's this guiding there's this guiding presence that's like it's like pushing him forward a little bit and but he needs to understand that everything he feels is missing is there within him when it comes to looking for love. Right. So it's like he can't necessarily wait for it to happen to him. It's more like he has everything he needs. Yes. To look for love. Yeah. Like um, from what I'm like, from what I'm seeing, it's just like um. And I do this a lot with myself. It's just like we're waiting for something to happen so we can start. And then uh, Six of Wands, which one of you really just nailed. Like it's about taking action and going forth with yourself. In the Six of Wands, I see her holding the spear with like so much confidence. And it's just about entering the world with that with that energy that you have inside of you. And like you'll get a good response back. Amazing. Let's connect with Sarah and her question. Hi, Wombat Water Crew. I'm very excited to hear um, this podcast, and I just have a quick question. I started a new job recently after a lot of uh, introspection and self-debate, so I'd love to know if this new job um, and career path is aligned with my personality and soul and how I know if I'm on the right career path, what actions I can take to better understand my future career goals, I'm um, uh, excited to hear the answers and love you guys. Bye. All right. I'll say a little bit about Sarah. She recently started this new part-time job after a year of staying home during the pandemic to take care of her toddler. And so she had some trepidation of even going back to work um, and especially making the jump to the tech world. And, you know, it's particularly it's a new position that she's trying out. That's sort of the context for this question. All right. I decided to go with a different deck. Um, for a reason, I just wanted to try something different. This is actually a deck I've had my eyes on for about two years until I bought it last month. Oh, wow. Because it kept selling out. <laughs> hey, Karen, oh. you said she's transitioning from where to tech? So she went from a nonprofit to now a tech job that is still technically socially mission-based. So it's still a pretty decent jump. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's still feeling quite uncertain. The darkness of light tarot. Whoa. Okay, the art is very different. Yeah. Whoa. 
Yeah, I, uh, but I, I love it. It's uh, it's very dark, but like uh, when there's when it starts getting yeah. the color, the color really pops. Uh, with this one, I usually don't uh, read reversals as much, just because uh, the goal of this deck was to really have the darkness in every card along with there with the, the positive. So. The blades really give me like Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, and like Brothers Grimm fairy tale vibes. Okay, um, so I laid out her cards, and right away the first thing I noticed is pentacles, is uh, coins. So uh, the coins are usually associated with like earth and money, obviously, uh, but they can also be about stability, nature, and prosperity. And it's uh, they're also associated with like long-term decisions. Uh, it's a good indication for this reading. Um, I think this is our first page to pop up. Every suit, like suits, are uh, swords, coins, cups, and and wands. Uh, they go from one to ten, and then once they reach ten, they go in the page, knights, uh, queens, and kings. So for pages, it's about youthful energy. That's why uh, this page of coins, if you compare to the queen of coins in the same suit, uh, it's a lot uh, younger in energy-wise. Another good sign for this reading is the star. It's a guiding symbol for those traveling, like um, the northern star. Like, you know how people use it to navigate? Yeah. So uh, it's a good sign, you know, she's navigating herself through a new career. So, For me, my favorite suit has, is always uh, the swords. It's because in every deck, they're always, uh, the way they're depicted, I always just love the artwork. So now we're talking about the Nine of Blades? Yeah, Nine of Blades. Uh, sometimes different decks can uh, switch up the names a little bit. Like Pentacles is either coins or pentacles. Blades or swords. Uh, sometimes wands are known as spears in this deck. Swords are known as blades. Right. So, like, when you guys look at this Nine of Blades, what do you guys, like, emotionally, what, what do you sense from it? It's, like, pain. If I take this kind of, like, literally, like, you know, but just swords falling upon the bed, and it's almost like a near miss. Like, yeah. something could have happened, but that didn't happen. It's like, you do dodged a bullet. That's kind of, like, if I just see it from a very, like, layperson's view. Would that be talking about like her past yep. or her future? I think it's about her present. I think uh, so. Uh, like I said, uh, blades are usually uh, associated with like in internal thoughts. I just see a lot of stress and anxiety keeping her up at night about this decision. That's kind of what it like what it, what it's representing by the swords mm -hmm. being stuck in the bed and she's just like awake. Yeah, st stress and anxiety are the biggest features for your current work situation right now. Sometimes this card can also point to paranoia and that things are really not as bad as you believe they are, which can be good news. Regardless of the circumstances, work may feel incredibly overwhelming right now, and you may reach burnout if you continue without changing anything. That was the read-off of the card? But, Whoa. Uh, uh, yes. So uh, I looked up the definition of that, because sometimes the definitions just really, uh, not the definitions, but like uh, the meaning behind it just really nails it. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of advice would you have for her uh, with her job, like maybe causing stress or anxiety? Like, I think that's where the star uh, will come in. 
So she's asking, like, is the new job or career path aligned with my personality and soul? How do I know if I'm on the right career path and what actions can I take to better understand my future career goals? All right. So when it comes to work, remain faithful that your ambitions ambitions will be achieved. It can give you great positivity that others will notice and can bring you the opportunities that you hope for. Should you be searching for a job or promotion, the stars are a reminder to keep your hopes high. If you've gone through a difficult or stressful time at work recently, the star also signals a period of healing. This should be a quiet and peaceful time as you recuperate. So just from uh, the reading, it's like uh, we have the nine of the blades all the way to the left, which is about stress and anxiety. I think she's talked about that when asking the question about uh, just how she feels about this new job. And I just feel like the star is a very good sign for her that she's on the right path. Stars usually just show up to signify that, that you're heading in the right direction and that the hard work is about to pay off. And let me just uh, pull up some information about the page of coins to see if we can round it round this out. Alicia, do you have any comments on this? Because you've also recently gone, very recently gone through a, a career change. Yeah, um, I think like going through change during an international <laughs> pandemic, that's redundant. Just going through a change during a pandemic um, can definitely feel like a timing question where you're uncertain if like this is the right time to do something and you're stressing over like if you should wait or if like present is the best opportunity to take. Um, I think also switching jobs in general is stressful, especially in, for me into a field that's different than the one I was coming out of. So the role is the same, but the like what I'm doing, working in media is totally different than what I was doing previously. So like that feels like uncharted territory for me. Um, but looking at the cards more specifically, I see that the the star also has the numbers on it, which we were previously told that this means this card has a little bit more um, importance in this reading. So I think that's an optimistic sign, again, that she's headed in the right direction. Um, so that sounds good. All right. And just pulling up uh, a little bit more meaning behind the Page of Pentacles. She, uh, this is like also a very good sign for her. Uh, this Page of Pentacles is just a hard worker who builds strong foundations for herself to succeed and is always a long-term planner because that's what brings her happiness. Mm -hmm. uh, from what I see in these cards, it's going to pay off. Uh, just like the page of coins is probably like the best card she could have gotten for the situation she's in. Because it's all about what she's going through. Right. So it's affirming, if anything. Yes. All right. Well, I hope that answers your question, Sarah, or at least helps you to begin answering that question. Let's see what our friend Robert has to say. Hello, Wombat Water Podcast. Thank you for taking my questions. So, uh, my name is Robert. Um, some know me as Mr. Wriggler because right now I'm a high school math teacher. And I don't know if it's the pandemic or what, but even before the pandemic, like teaching in the school was not driving me in the way that I wanted it to, to feel like... I had a true purpose in the teaching world. So my question is, what is my biggest obstacle stopping me from focusing on my career as it is now? 
um, what is the right what is the right move I need to take right now in my life to get me to um, a happier, more purposeful, more meaningful life experience? Okay, thank you. I love the way Robert delivers a question and an explanation and ends with, okay, thank you. Good teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow one of you two to talk about Robert because I've only met him briefly, um, but the two of you have spent more time with him. So yeah. you want to go first? Yeah. Sure, I can. Robert is probably one of the goofiest characters that I've ever met. Um, he's just got such a like fun, loving spirit about him. And I don't know about anybody else, but for me, anytime I'm around Robert, I know I'm always smiling. I know I'm always having fun. Um, and you kind of get that through the, his photo that he submitted. Um, he's got like the surfer hand up on top of a mountain in a tie-dye shirt. Like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, surfer hand on a mountain. <laughs> Love that. I'll say Robert has this infectious energy about him. Um, definitely wish that everyone can have um, that sort of teacher that makes anything exciting. Um, yeah, talking to Robert um, sometimes ends you up in places you didn't expect when you started talking to him, but it's always entertaining. Um, I love the stories he tells about um, the things that have happened to him and his perspective on the world. So much love to Rob. All right. So I decided to switch up the deck again and go with Game <laughs> of Thrones. I don't know if Robert's a fan, so I apologize. Alrighty. So beginning with The Fool, uh, this is a Game of Thrones deck. The Fool on this one is uh, The Imp. The Fool in the Major Arcana uh, is the first card. It doesn't even it doesn't even start with one. It starts with zero, and it's all about beginning a new journey. And um, then we have death. Death in tarot is all about new beginnings, uh, starting over. And then we have the two of coins. Um, juggling a couple things in the air right now. The two of coins is about juggling a couple of things in the air right now. Is that what you said? Juggling, juggling between two things right now, like a. Yeah, so this was the first deck I um, I bought for myself just because it was around 20 bucks, and from what I was seeing online, a lot of them were around 30 or 40 So I figured it'd be a good cheap deck to start off with. Um, once I got into more tarot, into buying more tarot cards and like getting more into it, uh, I got a little embarrassed about this deck <laughs> just because it was a pop culture deck. But, uh, right. as I, it's like a novelty deck. Yeah, but as I kept like reading and like, exploring tarot more it's like i don't know whenever i do readings with with this card i um can almost immediately tell what mm. uh they're trying to say that's kind of uh, a fear though i have and why i'm also just doing some research to back myself up is uh just some of these questions are uh serious i don't i don't just want to go 100 percent off my intuition which is kind of what tarot cards is reading i also but i also i'm just trying to reaffirm some things when looking up uh some of the representation so this is sort of along the lines of what Jack was saying, except for that Robert is very much deep into his career. 
He's got like a full-time teaching uh, position and he's starting to feel rather than, you know, uh, just trying to enter that career, like his teaching career, he's fully in the middle of it and feeling a little bit like maybe he's plateauing uh, in his professional and personal development. That's kind of what I got. And he wants to know what his ob- biggest obstacle is and what he can do to overcome it. Okay. So um, with both the Fool and the Death card uh, coming up, um, I don't know if like he's trying to like find be fulfilled with the job he's currently in or if he's like trying to find uh, whether or not he should find a new career. Uh, both the fool and the death are about new beginnings and they don't, and it's not like saying find a new career, but it's saying like find a new part of your, like getting a promotion or just like transferring somewhere else or finding something else in your job to focus on is a good place to start. And then with the two of coins, it's um, it, uh, this card can lead can point towards balancing your career goals with other aspects of your life. And um, I know he started, his question starts with like talking about his career, but then it ends with like uh, a little bit more focus on his life, right? Am I remembering that? Yeah, correctly? I did feel there was a bit of a shift there. Yeah. If you're, if you're currently not thinking about starting a new career or wanting to start a new career, but you're just trying to find it, it's just like go explore different avenues in where you're at right now and different stuff to focus in and find. Um, am I making sense? Yes, absolutely. I, I, can I jump in and piggyback off that thought? Yeah. Okay. So, um, Robert, I definitely have felt the same way, um, a couple times in my career at the very least. And one piece of good advice I heard in the past was, you know, instead of starting something new, treat what you have or like treat what is old as if it were new. Um, So instead of getting a new fridge, maybe clean your fridge up and, you know, restock it with some new stuff. So that would be an example. Or like instead of getting a new sofa, you know, maybe just make sure you tidy up your sofa, get the lint off of it. And like, hey, you got a new brand new sofa. Maybe get some new throw pillows and maybe you'll get excited about your sofa again. So maybe you may feel fulfilled by being more hands on, Um, even within your own learning. Maybe it's. Maybe that might be part of it. So what do you want to learn in order to teach your students? And so reversing into, you know, what am I teaching and turn it to what am I learning? What do I want to learn? How am I going to learn it? Yeah, and with the two of pentacles here and that balancing act, I don't know, you send uh, like a little frustration with your job. And I feel like you might be letting that seep out into your life. and. Um, a two of coins is really about like making sure you're not giving yourself, giving too much of yourself in an unbalanced way, if that makes sense. Let's move on to Karishma's question. Hi, y'all. It's Karishma Patel from Survivor Season 39, Island of the Idols. Um, first of all, Wandoff is awesome. So shout out to you guys. Second of all, um, I have a question that is slightly on the more serious side, but I'm excited to hear the answer. And so my question is, what can I do to help achieve my family goals in the next year? Looking forward to hearing what the cards have in store for me. Bye, y'all. So Sergio, feel free to describe the photo that I have here of Karishma. 
All right. She is a picture of her and her dog, which I'm not sure what breed that is, but it's adorable. I think it's a doodle. Um, yeah, she has a very big smile. And uh, just seems a very fun, nice person. <laughs> that shuffle was amazing. I'm keeping that sound for the podcast. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it oh. for all, every single time you <laughs> shuffle the deck. That one was perfect. That sound bite. You must have gotten really good at shuffling just through this. Yeah. Um, even like when I'm just uh, sitting in my room watching TV, I, I often just pull out a deck and shuffle them as I'm just absent-minded. Right. Yeah. Taylor, do you want to give it a go in terms of describing the cards? Um, yeah. So the middle one here, we got our first like rosy colored one. I can't. Eight of Wands, I think, is what it says. Um, then we've got like yes, a, um, this grayish blue one, which is the Knight of Blades. And we've got the Il Mago number. Does that say number one? The Magician. Oh, okay. Cool. Yes, the Magician. I love the artwork on these ones. They're so beautiful. Okay. So I talked a little bit about the. Um... What do you call those cards? Like Joker, uh, uh, Knight, Queen, King, High cards? Is that what they're called? The face cards? Uh, face cards, is that the Knight and the King? The queen, and yeah. Queen? Yeah. So I talked a little bit about the face cards with the page, about being about useful energy. Uh, the Knight, when we are thoroughly obsessed by a certain idea and strongly wish to manifest it, we are oftentimes so blinded by the actual desire for its fulfillment that we fail to know the difficulties with which we may come across or the actions and consequences it could bring. The Knight of Swords is a very powerful figure that is full of life and as well as energy. This needs to be balanced with a proper and actual realization of compassion and responsibility. So when a knight sets forward on a goal, um, there's absolutely no stopping him. What this card is doing is also like um, reminding you not to go too hard with it and ignoring what's around you. And um, the question was very vague with like family stuff, but like it signifies a strong level of energy which states that different aspects of your life will be trailblazing. Perhaps important news will be coming on your way. You may experience a sudden yet steady positive growth. The eighth of, the eight of wands meaning may also pertain to your work. There's a chance that the decision that you are waiting for will come your way soon. So um, with the Eight of Wands, like you can see uh, the wands around his head. It's like an explosion of energy and positivity. And I talked about the Magician a little bit more. Uh, however, the Magician we uh, talked about earlier was more focused on uh, the Fairy Godmother from Cinderella. And that's the thing about these decks. Uh, even though they're all working off of the same system, at least the decks that I have, um, some of the cards can have a little bit of different meanings in the different decks they show up on. Do you want to compare what they are again, what the differences are between them? Um, well, just like when, um, so earlier I talked about like the decks I picked and I picked, I said I picked mm -hmm. the decks I get along with the best. Um, so um, like when I'm reading this decks, it's really like trying to have a conversation with them. And so when I used the fairy tale deck and uh, the fairy godmother popped up, um, just my knowledge of Cinderella and that story really influenced what I saw in that card. And 
then when we're looking at the magician in this in uh, this deck, you know, it doesn't really bring that mm -hmm. same energy to it. It's about finding balance in like all aspects of life. And yeah, that does sound different because earlier you said for the fairy godmother, like being able to stand alone without needing the external gifts. Um, and then this one being more about yes general balance in your life. And it's also like when I look at that card in that deck, uh, that is what I that's what that's what popped up popped out at me while reading uh, mm -hmm. for that particular question. And it's just like that's really what like reading tarot cards. It's about just going with your intuition and like um, uh, trusting what you see in the card. So yeah, so with like fairy godmother, that was pretty easy to go with. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so what are the takeaways that you get from this spread here for Karishma in general? And I'll try to bring it back to the question. So the Magician is just really a representation of pure willpower. So if I'm putting all, all these cards together for Karishma, um, uh, I, she, she has the energy within her. She, um, Karishma is just like, even without the cards, uh, she's just a person um, uh, is a go-getter. I don't think she's uh, afraid of going after what she wants and going after her goals. Um, so that's kind of what the Knight of Blades is is saying is that um, she is the one taking action. Just like be a little bit aware of those around you, and that you're not pushing yourself or those around you too hard. And I, uh, the Eight of Wands is kind of uh, what's, what's going to come of that. And, um, just like that burst of energy, uh, I see good news uh, for her family goals. And then the magician is just a representation of her willpower. Like I, like uh, just this card popping up for her, it's like she has the power to make her goals a, re a reality. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so um, that was all the questions. Uh, Taylor or Alicia, did you have any questions you wanted to discuss? As a bonus, um, or if not, then we can. Just yeah, I can give mine. Um... So I've been based out of the Boston area since 2014 um, when I moved here for school. And I recently started a new job that lets me be entirely remote for as long as I want to be. Um, so the company is based out of New York. But once the pandemic is over, I can choose to move there or I can stay here or I can really move anywhere at any time. Um, and so I guess I'm looking for some guidance as to uh, whether or not this intense feeling of like wanting to change where I'm physically located um, is something that I should take on or more so, I guess the, the question should be open-ended. So what, what can I look for in this next year related to um, moving um, and yeah. choosing where I should go? Okay. Uh, real quick before I start shuffling, is there a certain deck you would want me to go with? Ooh, um, uh, three I, I would say definitely not the Game of Thrones one because I haven't watched it. Um, and then between the other two, whichever one you feel between those two, um, I, 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 feel, I feel good things about both of those. Okay, I'm going to go with the fairy tale one. Okay, you guys heard that shuffle, mm -hmm. right? It was a good shuffle? Was a good one. Okay, because... Uh, 
I'm gonna send you this picture and you guys tell me if it looks familiar. Yeah, those first two cards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Ace of Swords and uh, the Six of Swords. But the Ace of Swords isn't reversed this time. So, like, starting with the Six of Swords, just from what we got in the last reading, it's about um, resisting your current path. That's kind of what I see from the Six of Swords. And then I want to read, uh, read a little bit about the Knight of Cups before I move back to the Ace of Swords. Okay, so the Knight of Cups, the fairy tale associated with it, is called Halibu the Hunter. It's a Mongolian legend. Uh, the Knight of Cups is a messenger. Halibu is kind and gentle while also willing to take a stand for what he believes in. Halibu provides for his village, and after befriending a dragon, he willingly sacrifices himself to save everyone around, everyone he loves. Uh, so upright, chivalry, affection, invitations, taking action, meaningful gifts. Sorry, you said taking action, meaningful gifts. What was the first one? I don't know. That one. That one's interesting. Sacrificing for people around me. Uh, is that something that speaks to you? Um. Yeah, I think in some ways, um, my roommates and I have discussed moving as a group within the same area, um, and then trying to reach a compromise about whether or not should stay living together if it makes sense if it makes sense for all of us given that my situation is very different from theirs um, because they're grad students who are being planted in this area for for a long period of time probably um and then i have the freedom to be anywhere and i guess like the the financial mobility at this time so i don't know but it being does that imply that i will be sacrificing or that have we discuss like, like future versus present versus past. Just reading about that, I, uh, even though I, uh, it sounds like it did jump out at you, but um, just reading a little bit more about the Nine of Cups. It is the knight with the most feminine energy. Uh, in traditional decks, all the knights are male. In this particular deck that I have, uh, half the knights are male, half the knights are female. And with it being the Knight of Cups, you strike me as someone who has a good handle on your emotions. And that's also what the card's saying. Is that sound true to you or no? Um, yes. I think my external control of my emotions has been well tested. <laughs> as you were talking, yeah. I was reading about that and I was like, it was just lining up perfectly. So Well, thank you. <laughs> All right, when faced with an actual decision, the Knight of Cups is going to listen to her heart. Regardless of whether this is actual a logical choice or not. She also she can also manifest as an event or a person in your life. But right now, uh, right now with this reading, it's striking me as a person, and that person's you. Hmm. So tell me a little bit more. Uh, you said you wanted to. What is bringing up this move? Is it was it work or? Um, I I've been thinking about how untethered I am to pretty much everything. I don't have to account for a partner or potential children or anything like that um, in my sins right now. Like if I want to move anywhere in the US um, or overseas, it just feels like I want to explore more, um, even if it is only for yeah. a few years, just to like see what else is out there and like, come back with more experiences and meet different types of people. Um, and I say come back as if like I'll be back in the Boston area. And that's something I'm reminding myself is that like, it's not permanent, the move. Um, so I don't need to feel like I'm closing off things entirely. Like if I decide that I want to be back here, I can always do that. Um, so 
So yeah. Okay. So um, the Ace of Swords, uh, if you zoom in, can you tell what that is in the background? Uh, so it's like a big knot of just ropes. It looks like a large spaghetti meatball enraptured by spaghetti rope. <laughs> that, that works too. But um, so the Ace of Swords, uh, upright, it's really about having a breakthrough. And just from what, uh, if I'm, uh, since you're right here, I'm going to go a little bit more with like the intuition, my intuition. And it's like this person is about to cut through that knot. And really just like disconnecting, letting all those ties that uh, they feel is holding them in and just releasing them, uh, which is a little bit of what you were talking right now. And with the Six of Swords, it's about not resisting where your life is heading at this moment. And with the Knight of Cups, it's really just saying that you're, you're in control of your emotions. Uh, at the end of the day, I think you know what you want to do. And it's just like, just listen to your heart, mm. especially with uh, the Knight of Cups. I like this tarot reading a lot more than the one I got in the eve of. <laughs> I'm glad. I don't know if you can tell. I feel more comfortable being the person here than. <laughs> yeah, I liked it. But no. Plus, plus, plus to Sergio over random speakeasy tarot reader. <laughs> I don't know if you're listening. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I enjoyed that. Karen and no Taylor, do You're you want to give your, your additional inputs? I think you should take the risk. Explore yeah. the world. Yeah, because like, I'm kind of in a similar situation where like I know I want to. It's just like I come up with every excuse not to. And I'm still at a point where I haven't done anything about it. So if I'm trying to give myself advice through you, I would say just do it. Do it because you know you want Accountability. to. Accountability buddies. Right. <laughs> I love that. So I did this like eight years ago. I moved to, um, in, you know, I'm in Canada. So I moved to a province where I didn't know anybody. Like I, I got to experience things I never would have otherwise where I lived previously. Um, and it's been so fun. I met so many people um and really crazy experiences that i did not expect would happen like who knew i'd be dancing in a club with margot robbie at 2 a.m <laughs> i didn't right like and so um yeah. and i don't think i even knew who margot robbie was like when i first moved to toronto <laughs> so i mean sometimes you just gotta go with it and sometimes you get um, really interesting and amazing opportunities when you do that you just wouldn't expect. How could you know unless you tried it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then also meta reflecting on giving my question um, and the deepness of it. I think like, honestly, you want like the best reading possible, right? So like you like, you don't want to give any mask on top of what you're saying because that can affect like the the response that you're getting and like I'm not religious but I assume this is kind of like what like a confessional is like <laughs> you're like let's let's be as open and honest as possible such that any response that I get is responding to the actual me yeah. so yeah I think that's what it's about we finished up all the questions and I thought we had a lot of great insights 
into, um, you know, everyone's questions. And um, I thought this was very enlightening. Um, Sergio, do you have any last thoughts about today's tarot card experience? No, I mean, uh, I had a lot of fun. This is the first time I got to read people that weren't like immediate friends, you know? So I liked it. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. How did you feel it went for you doing it virtually? Um, just some of these questions, like, I felt weird doing it virtually. Uh, some of these questions were a little vague, like Christmas. So I did feel a little blocked by that, but it was like, it was fun doing this virtually and uh, working, my, navigating my way through that. Do you think you would do it again? I think he's he's looking at some cards to decide whether or not he'll do it again. <laughs> oh, I no, you cut off. Oh, I asked if he would do it again. <laughs> yeah, no, I would definitely do it again. I I just saw Alicia okay. point pointing at the camera. I was like, she, she talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, yeah. I think we can wrap this up. And I wanted to know where we can find you all on social media or if you had anything to plug. So Alicia, did you have uh, social media or anything to plug at all? Uh, well, first off, I just wanted to say, like, I thought Sergio did a great job. I think you have a super earnest way of explaining um, tarot cards to people who don't know what they're doing and explaining like the differences between things. So thank you for that. Um, I have mostly private social media, but um, I think the top two right now, or top three, um, wow, okay, she goes from saying she has nothing to saying she has a lot. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Strava, Let's Be uh, Pandemic Cycling Buddies. Um, keep me accountable. Give me those kudos. I'll return them. Also, uh, a friend and I are supposed to be releasing a song soon um, on SoundCloud. I have one cover on there. Um, you can check me out there. Uh, I guess I have to give you my last name. Alicia Lai, L-A-I. <laughs> um, and then the last one I wanted to say was Goodreads. I always want more books. So if you have a particularly great Goodreads account, I want to see it. Awesome. So, well, if you want to connect with Alicia, you can join us through our Wombat Water Discord server and connect with her there. Taylor, uh, anything you wanted to plug? And it doesn't necessarily have to be your social media, but it can even be something that you really enjoy that you want people to know about. Yeah, uh, thank you so much, Karen, for having me on here. This was absolutely great. Sergio, you did an amazing job. And it's so interesting to like have it done in front of me and really get a better understanding of the tarot cards. And I hope that the, the listeners also got a good understanding of what they're like. Um, you can, I would say the one thing I want to plug would be probably my TikTok. <laughs> you can follow my makeup TikTok account. Um, it's just makeup by TSL. TSL is my initials. But yeah, I do fun little makeup videos on it. They're very good. They're so Thanks. fun. <laughs> Sergio, how about you? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at SergeCam. Third spelled S-U-R-G-G-N-C-A-M. S-U-R-G-G-C-A-M. Yep. Okay. Because uh, you said N-C-A-M, so I was like, oh, and, or N yeah. or and, so, so I just wanted to clarify. Oh, you're good. Uh, follow me. I occasionally post fun stuff about 
random stuff I do, like road trips. All right. And I'm Karen from Canada. And remember to join us on Twitter at Wombat Water, as well as our Discord server if you want to connect and discuss the episodes. If you want to connect with us on Discord, feel free to send us a direct message to our Wombat Water Twitter account and we'll hook you up. We have regular Among Us games and occasional viewing parties and lots of random discussions. So if you ever want to just randomly talk about something fun about sparkling water that you see out uh, at the convenience stores when you're pumping gas or anything like that, uh, we'll entertain it. Why not? Because we're your new best friends. So thanks, everyone, for joining us. If you're a listener and uh, if you're on the podcast, uh, let's all say goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.